please, please. By definition alone, they're inferior films. It's bullshit generalization. Many sequels have surpassed their original. Oh, yeah? Name one. Ramblers, let's get rambling. That's actually a good. Uh, it's a line from a uh, from Dusk Till Dawn, a little Quentin Tarantino line, but that actually works because we're just going to be rambling on and on about movies. Aren't we? We're going to do more rambling than they were. I don't even know what it means in the context of driving across the border. Is that rambling? Maybe that's abstract. You get it when you say it, and you're like, "Yeah, let's do it." It's true. <laughs> There's a Wild West uh, kind of Oregon Trail mm-hmm. expedition journey to it. That that's I like. true. Yeah, that sounds like they would uh-huh. use that. Yeah, I like it though. It's a good. That could be their op- the opening to the pod. Yeah, or I like closing. It too. That could be your little tag. That's your. No, it through. should be the opening, right? Yeah, ramblers, let's get rambling. Ranters, <laughs> let's get ranting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, today, very special episode. This is. Where we got the derivation of the name spiritual sequel was just these two kinds of combination of movies. Same people back together again, narratively completely unrelated, and yet you in your head can't help but connect them and compare them. So we're talking actors, producers, directors. Not Writers. all of them have to be the same, but usually it's the people, in, one or two people behind the camera, one or two people in front. And it's usually the attempt, you can usually baldly see the attempt Uh to, a lot of times it's a movie that, like a Scarface or Gladiator, where the character dies, and Mm -hmm. so they want to make a sequel, but how do you make a sequel with the dead dead character? How do you continue that story? So they just make a whole new movie that feels and looks a lot like the other, like it would be the sequel. It's like a different setting, but they're like, what if that character didn't die? Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, which basically, like, Carlito's way completely feels like, well, what if Scarface had continued and just gone to jail, you know? Mm. So, today, we're going to be doing one of my favorite childhood comedies growing up. I absolutely loved this film, A Fish Called Wanda. Early Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Klein, John Cleese. Um, and they followed it up many years later. Nine years. Yeah, nine years later. That was 1988 for Fish Called Wanda, and then nine years later in 1997, not the era for this kind of comedy any longer, they put out Fierce Creatures, which you might not have ever heard of. <laughs> for good reason. Yeah. And John Cleese wishes you hadn't heard of it and wishes it hadn't been made. Wish it didn't exist, yeah. So today we are going to break down those two sp- two movies. We are the Jansen Brothers. I am Carter Mouse. And I am Forrest, also known as Frost, and we are your spiritual experts. We're your spirit animals for this, <laughs> for this. <laughs> oh, this picture. We are indeed. We, uh, as we said before, we we each got a degree, and then we got a second degree, which we call our sequel degree, our doctorate in sequels. I'm. We are doctors like Doctor Scholes and Doctor J are doctors. True. Right. That must be really cool to be Dr. J. He's like, I get to call doctor all the time. I have no... Yeah. He must actually have a doctorate at this point from like a university who just wanted for the PR. Like, look, we gave... Probably, oh, you think yeah, like Temple sure. is just yeah, like, hey, Dr. J, you want to be a doctor? 
USC has definitely given Dr. Dre a doctorate. Is yes, it? yes, Dr. Dre for sure. Yeah, there's a great line in Analyze This. I don't. It's like one of those random lines that has nothing to do with anything, but it just seems so funny. Um, when Billy Crystal is talking to Lisa Kudrow's father in it, and he says, "Oh, Mr. Jansen, whatever," and the guy goes, "Please call me Captain," and it's just like, "What, Captain? Why? <laughs> like he's not an army. He's just an yeah. old man in like a blazer and khakis." And it's like, "Okay, Captain." <laughs> Like why? It's a joke. He's just saying that. I don't even think it's a joke. The guy says it seriously, right? Uh But he's not. He's clearly not like a navy man or a marine or anything. He looks like just an intellectual old man. (laughs) Anyway, so I use that at cocktail parties now. (laughs) This is my friend Forrest. Please call me Captain. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, let's get right into it. Fish called Wanda. First thing I want to say, love the opening credit sequence. I wish they would do this more often. It opens and each name, when they show the credit, they show the person, the corresponding person to. And so, love it so much. In really quick succession, you see each person and you get a feel for their character. So it says Kevin Klein, and you see Kevin Klein, and he wakes up and does something silly. And then you cut to Jamie Lee Curtis while her name appears. She does something. indicative of what her character is like and so right off the bat you know who these people are they're getting the necessary deserved credit and we're getting to learn a little something about them. the we're connections you see that yeah. cleese isn't connected to anybody really he's mm-hmm. just a lawyer with his little uh, british wig yeah and they then... don't call them lawyer what do they call them magistrates no what was he oh really well he they had a different word for it oh yes they? uh barrister barrister yes what that might word. be a title though i don't know if that's a lawyer oh i think that's like a title of of a kind of lawyer or like a level yes, you get if you get a certain level of so. success? No, maybe embarrassed. I'm not a British justice yeah. system <laughs> expert here. But it's a cool word for sure, barrister. Well, oh, I, I think I, that's what I want to be called. Yeah. So you, you can be the captain. I'll be the best. Actually, excuse me. It's not Carter. It's it's barrister. I'm a barrister. Barrister Esquire, please. <laughs> Esquire is better for a lawyer. Hmm. Right? That's what it means? Yeah, that's what you... Because isn't that that... that Denzel movie, he's an Esquire. What? The Which one? The one with the... Pelican Brief? No, not what? <laughs> The one by Gilroy, Dan Gilroy. Oh. Roman Israel Esquire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's yeah. a lawyer in that. Yeah. I never connected to that. I oh. never knew Esquire. Like, is really? a magazine Esquire? Is that supposed to be like a law? Well, yeah, like, where did they get that for the magazine? I don't know what there that came from. It must, it must have another... It's a great word. God, it's a great sounding word. Great word. Yeah. Okay. Fish called Wanda. Before we we ramble on about all the great words that exist. Ramblers, let's stop rambling. <laughs> Fish called Wanda comes out 1988. Uh, $62 million it makes. Right Now, with inflation, that's a lot of money. I mean, that's a success. That's a hit. Right? Oh, yeah. Nine years later, more more inflation. So the movie, even judging it by that criteria, you would hope would make... More than 68 or 62, even if it made comparable money. But Fierce Creatures only makes $9 million. How much does it cost? They didn't have the budget. Neither, neither one have a budget listed. Some of those old ones, it can be... Yeah, tough. Yeah. They weren't uh, reported the same way. And then we always know that... I mean, Studio it's almost pointing is almost, yeah, almost yeah. pointless. Because they don't, they don't even tell you how much marketing was. They don't tell you... It's just the counting. They're, mm-hmm. they're doing so much fishy type stuff. It's like... A black hole. Too yeah. many movies to count. Yeah. 
I was working on one movie with somebody and they they were working on this movie and it was being reported as a hundred million dollars and she started laughing and she's like, It's not a hundred million dollar movie. I mean they spent twenty seven, thirty, I think there she's like, We're we're in New Mexico, we're shooting, there's barely any it's not a big movie. They're just calling it a hundred million dollars, so it because they want to sell it as a big event yes, picture, yes. you know. Ironically, that usually makes movies more disappointing. And you watch, and you're like, "Where the hell? Did Where the does the money go? go? This but then isn't if they an event said, movie. If they said, "Oh no, actually, it was only 27," you go, "Wow, yeah, they did like, that for 27. That's really amazing." Stretch to that. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the questions we'll be asking on this particular podcast, when we're comparing, we're looking at these two movies as a pair. Would the second movie exist? on its own without devoid of the other one that other one didn't happen is this a movie that creatively would have been made with with these people with this cast and filmmakers or without now in this case we know absolutely not right this is john cleese he's writing it again you've got the same cast and there's so many connections at one point one of them even calls addresses jamie lee curtis as wanda instead of wendy or whatever her name is and even, um, what's the other Monty Python's name? Why is his name slipping my... Uh... Michael Pollan? Michael uh, Pollan, yeah. Palin. Palin. Palin, that's right, yes. Yeah, Michael Palin. He, uh, in Fish Called Wanda, stuttering the whole movie, and then at the end, something happens where he stops stuttering, right? For a yes. short window. He's, he's cured of his, his stutter. And then what they did in the follow-up of Fierce Creatures, he's a really garrulous fella, and he's talking up a storm. And then at the end, something happens where he starts to stutter. And you go, oh, I get what you guys are doing there. So there's like a bunch of little callbacks. Which would work if they almost felt like some of their characters were still playing the same people, mm-hmm. even though they're not, doesn't fit for the story. Or Well, in Kevin Klein, they have playing two people. Yeah, he plays a character and, and his son. Australian father. Yeah, I thought he did a pretty good Australian. I like the yeah. father, I think, more than Yeah, he should have just son. been him. And you he was pointed like a Murdoch, out Robert, like a Rupert Murdoch, Rupert, yeah, Rupert Murdoch. Before even we would have known much about Rupert Murdoch, yeah, they were kind of like ahead of the curve on that, right? No, I guess Rupert Murdoch's been around forever. Not in ninety-eight, ninety-seven. No, I think ninety-seven. Yeah, it would have been. He would have been around. But you pointed out something too about Kevin Klein. The father has a mustache. The young Kevin Klein in this movie, no facial hair. I'm not sure that works for Kevin Klein. He's a big mustache in Fish Called Wanda. I think he might need facial hair. And in French Kiss, he mm-hmm. has a mustache-soul patch combo or goatee. Yeah. Yeah, he needs it. He really needs facial hair. Which is ironic. He wouldn't want to French kiss anybody with a mustache. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a Reddit page for that. Yeah. <laughs> People that love making out French Kiss style with a mustache. People that love for bristling. The... Yes. You love bristles on your face. So he needs a mustache for his comedian. Yeah, there's something to... What do you think it is when he doesn't have it? Well, it does look like something's missing. It's so yes. strange, too, because most white guys look worse with mustaches and creepier and weird. And they off. are good comedically, I think, but... Maybe. Yeah. He he just looks like something's missing. <laughs> and also, he's... Because especially in these comedies, when he's playing kind of zany guys, a mustache is funny looking. Yes. And he uses it almost mm-hmm. as if a th- it's a third eyebrow. Yeah, <laughs> above his lips, he's just like Ooh, he can twirl it and use it. Yeah, it's yeah, and they're clearly his character. Clearly, is like, oh, he was dumb in the first one and kind of obnoxious. We'll just Do write that, that again. again. And in this one, he's just annoying. Yes, and and the story just never makes any sense. Well, the opening, there's two. So the second movie, 
is all about a zoo and how they'd have to save the animals and save the zoo from this corporate buyout. And we should say, there's a funny movie in this. There's a lot of clever ways they think of yes. to try to make a zoo profitable that are silly. They, That's the thing. There's good stuff in the movie. There's good material, but uh-huh. the overarching story of it, you're not really rooting for. The stakes aren't, or I guess they're theoretically high, but they, they don't, don't feel, feel high. And they're doing all this stuff to make the zoo seem more like engaging for zoo uh, visitors. Yeah. But there don't seem to ever be any people. All we see are the zoo workers and the bureaucrats behind this running the scenes there's no actual people going and interacting with any of the stuff they're doing there is and it's the one scene where cleese which is pretty funny thinks that so because he finds out that his his own employees he's like the head of the zoo finds out that his own employees are purposely uh what is it making their animals seem vicious so that they keep them because vicious animals are are more marketable well fierce creatures not just vicious but yeah fierce hence the name So they're like look this one cut me and then so he finds out that it's fake blood. So then he finds a woman who's been right. attacked by a creature and is hurt. Or, or what is she attacked by? I don't remember exactly, but she's bleeding and he thinks yeah. it's fake. So he starts like, this is fake clearly. And he starts like putting his mouth and trying to like, like lick it, I think. And then he's like, oh my God, this is real. And then finds out. And it's a pretty, that's a funny. Would you know what real blood tasted like? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I have. Have you ever no, had yeah, bloody so. gums or something? That's true. Been yeah. to the dentist, right? Yeah, yeah. I just thinking about like touching somebody else's, <laughs> as if <laughs> was, it's yeah it's, syrup. He might do it again later, right? Is it the blood thing? I don't remember. I don't remember either. But he. Uh, but it is funny, right? Because yeah. the zoo people they care so passionately about yes, the animals. That's so he's like, you got to get rid of them. Those are two peaceful, lovable animals. We only want fierce, mean, angry mm-hmm. creatures here. And so they're like trying to pass off like an aardvark as if it's me and this little, little like cute monkeys. And, yeah. and they, they write little descriptions where he'll go up to their like the area where they're, uh, what is it, like a pen? And there'll, mm-hmm. be a little, there'll be a little write-up on the animal and it'll, they'll, they'll alter it. Like the employees will make it so that it sounds like this anteater is like, it'll eat and eat all the young of your animal and tear it up piece to piece. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? This is ferocious, yes. you know. Skin chewing, rib- yeah. <laughs> what are some of the other things they did? Uh, at one point, they do robotic pandas, right? Yeah, which was funny. Yeah, but it wasn't real. And then, because that's what Klein keeps bringing in, he he starts putting on their employee uniforms. He he keeps putting all oh, adver- advertisements, so they look like NASCAR drivers. Yeah, all yeah, the yeah. Time. that was funny too. And even though around the 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 animals, there's there's more ads. Yeah, so some of those ideas are funny, but the overarching idea of the movie is so muddled. And like Jamie Lee Curtis joins this company. She's coming from like a TV channel or something. And when she hears that there's a zoo, she lights up. She goes, there's a zoo and it's going under. Can I run the zoo? I want to get involved in that. And you're like, why? What does this have to do with your character? And Mm. we never really learn it. Ooh, can we talk about Jamie Lee Curtis's love affair with uh, a gorilla in the movie? She does have a love affair with a gorilla. Fake gorilla, right? I think it was a man in a suit. I think. It's not an animatronic. It's one of the most remarkable gorillas I've ever seen. It's the eyes that just... This is another connection, actually, to A Fish Called Wanda. She, Jamie Lee Curtis, ends up having an unlikely romance with John Cleese. Yes. And then in this movie, 
she ends up at the end with John Cleese holding hands and they're supposed to be an, an, another unlikely love affair. There's no build up to it. They have no chemistry. The characters don't seem like they would pair off. It's just not, it just feels like they're like, well, yeah, we did that last time. So we'll do that again. Yeah. And also based off of her slim character, like the little we know about her character, she wouldn't be the way like she, they're constantly dressing her as if she's still Wanda and has yes. to seduce men all the time. Like the dresses she's doing, the positions she's doing. Because Wanda is like, a con off. woman who's using, yes, who's yes. like hypersexualizing herself to get men to fall over themselves to do things for her. Right. And in this one, she's not playing that. She's playing a corporate woman. Yes, that wants to be taken like, seriously. Right. And, and cares about animals. And, and she's I wearing guess. dresses that look like negligee in the office. And const- yeah, the, the, her bosom is always pushed up and out, you know, and all these situations that you're right feel very much like Wanda, not like the character she's supposed to be playing in this, to the point where she has a scene where a gorilla gets out of the cage mm. and she comes face to face with it. And their chemistry is electric. She's way more chemistry. Kevin Klein's trying to get with her the whole movie. Yes. She ends up with Cleese. She has no chemistry with either of them, no connection whatsoever. Her and this gorilla in a 20 second scene, she has much more chemistry. I thought the movie was going to become a romance between her and this yeah. gorilla and her yeah. justifying that. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Pro bestiality. I, and she's so excellent. <laughs> she sold it. I was like, wow, she's acting opposite, I guess, a man in a gorilla suit. And I'm totally believing it. I'm buying it. I'm on board. Yeah. I actually know who played. It was actually a young Andy Circus. No way. The, <laughs> You're joking. I'm no. joking. That would be amazing though, if he's just like, so why can you play the motion capture of this monkey? Well, <laughs> I've done it before. Did you ever see Fierce Creatures? One of the great, greatest romances that never was. So, you know, this movie I would definitely make a, I would definitely make a sequel of Fish Called Wanda because you just have the con element. Everybody's always constantly betraying each other. They're always in constantly in situations where they have to uh, like f- talk their way out of. Like, remember, I love the scene when... Cleese has Jamie Lee Curtis over because Jamie Lee Curtis wants to get information from him or forget what at this point what she needs exactly or a locket. And then Cleese's wife comes home and Cleese is so worried that she's going to think that Mm. he's cheating on her that then Klein sees this and comes in and shows up and Cleese has never met Klein. So he's like, "What what the hell's going on? Right. But then Klein plays it off like, oh, I work for the CIA, not knowing that the the wife is like yeah. connected, knows this stuff, has like her She's father savvy. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Her father was like involved in mm-hmm. in British, I don't know, M- MI6 or something. And But he's just saying stuff that makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, he and says, they're supposed to be old Pat, and he's like checking up in all the houses or something. And it, he but says, it's a we're secret mission. We're informing you that yeah. the, there's a Russian spy that we're interrogating. And she's like, is it dangerous? He's like, no, no, no. We just want to let you know. And she's like, well, why would you let us know that they're doing a covert mission yes. interrogating a Russian spy? That doesn't make any it's sense. It's not secret anymore then, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great scene. Klein with his, he keeps repeatedly saying, uh, when he pulls out of his car, when he's, ever, he's driving, mm-hmm. he pulls out, he almost gets into an accident like three different times. And every time this says like, asshole well no not just that he almost gets an accident he caused almost causes yes, the accident each time. he cuts somebody off and then yells out asshole and the last one ends up leading because he's a client is about to get away with jamie lee curtis he kidnaps her and cleese is looking for her but then he hears klein say asshole and it leads cleese back to klein he sees him out the window and goes oh 
And he gets in a car accident that time, doesn't he? Or he just here he just yeah, knows they're running so. away. Well, I mean, yeah. he's always kind of almost yeah getting into it. He there's another callback with the with Klein doesn't like being called an idiot, even though he is, because he projects himself as being really smart because he reads Nietzsche and he thinks he's smart. Yes, he's really dumb, and he gets really offended and upset if you call and him an idiot. Touchy when if people call him dumb or an idiot. And they're yeah. talking behind Cleese and Jamie Lee Curtis are talking behind Klein's back. Klein actually can hear them through the window. When he's spying on them and they are about to call him an idiot and he's like don't call, don't say it right like don't don't call me an idiot don't call me stupid or something and they they're like huh realize he's there it's a great scene too what's what's the callback that he keeps telling them don't say that oh and not then in they're first about creatures. to say i thought it. you meant there was one in first creatures zero and oh god okay. i don't think there's any right, right right no that's a very that that's a running through line joke of the of a fish called wanda i was reading did you hear this that cleese uh brought william goldman in for which one fierce creatures really to help with the last 15 minutes i was like why don't you just be like hey is this work and he'd be like nope you should just do a fish called wanda 2 the last 15 minutes like the worst part of the movie isn't it yes yeah i was thinking so you should they have made a sequel fish called wanda instead of doing a spiritual sequel well this is something that this is something we'll we'll look at and when we're doing this series is could they just have made a sequel right could is there why why not revisit that well i we both agree for fish called wanda all the characters are still alive they're con men they could go on conning endlessly plus cleese has just left his wife and he's gonna him and jamie lee curtis are gonna abscond to south america right to belize that's the worst part of the movie they do a little like where does everybody end up after the movie and oh, they're right. all bad they're all like what the hell are you talking about and they're all ridiculous yes. everybody is the leaders of industry yes. they take over a country and they're like the new yes. ambassador or something you're like what, what? <laughs> is that why you think they didn't do a sequel because they i thought those were kind of supposed to be a joke that just so silly hit. yeah but i think so i think there was like a, a a novel of what happened to them for ferris creatures or something where they they tell you what's happened what's what's been going on in their lives wait what's the novel I think it's four fierce creatures, but they mention what's happening with those other characters. What, what do you mean a novel four? Like, you know, when they do a novel at a... The like, novelization, or uh-huh. there was a novel like setting it up? I think a novelization. Oh. Four fierce creatures includes oh. what's happening with, with our Wanda cast of characters. No, he, uh, that is, I don't like that, that part of the end. I definitely think you can still just forget that that exists and then create a new sequel, kind of Ocean's 12 style. Where? Yeah. Remember there's the guy that they screw over. They even screw Michael Palin over somewhat too. Him and the guy that they, they that gets arrested for originally for the crime. Oh yeah. I forget his name, but he's the really tan Yeah, really tan guy that Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis is like pretending to be involved with. He would want he'd be our Andy Garcia wants his money back. Comes out. Yeah. Or just Kevin Klein would chase them. They end up with the money that Palin and Klein are supposed to be involved with. Cleese is not supposed to have that money. He wasn't part of the initial robbery. So you have three people still left over that would be like, wait, you mm-hmm. took the money I was, I deserve. They wouldn't just give up, probably, right? I don't think so. I mean, yeah, there's got to be a movie there. More so than Fierce Creatures. Also, the other thing we should say, lastly, just about Fierce Creatures and the, the, the plot being streamlined. All you need to do is people are less interested in the zoo because like we said, they have all those funny kind of inventive ways to mm. make it more commercialized just say people aren't paying to see the zoo we're losing money we can't keep affording to 
the upkeep if you know we need to think of new more creative commercially viable ways to run this like and they or they bring in a businessman who's like we're gonna run this more like a business and less just about caring for the animals and they start changing it and the budget needs to make a certain amount of money or they're gonna go under right like that's it that's instead they do this australian rupert murdoch who doesn't like the zoo and wants to close the zoo and they're trying to tell him that it can be profitable it's just too complicated you don't need all of that stay at the zoo never leave the zoo yeah we're never back in america we're never the businessmen are coming to them they're kind of shaken up by it i feel like from the opening scene they're already like we're gonna have to make changes guys we need to grow yeah 20 percent growth every year guys and you're like wait what they, they should be like i also wait just the idea that you only need fierce creatures in a zoo is the dumbest thing i've ever heard yeah it's a funny idea that they want these like vicious it's like gladiator all over again right that they want violence and bloodshed you know that they're but you also want cuteness i like the idea of the, the joke that plays but it's also like from a but you could have the fierce creatures the are movie. usually really boring but they're you could have that like, be part of the movie where they have these fierce creatures yes, they want yes. them to be fierce maybe they're not yes. and then they realize people actually want cute and cuddly and they just try to swing it the other way and then they try to take lions that's actually and, a good way for the message of the movie yeah it starts that everybody's a fierce creature trying to fight their way up to be the right and the, the people are fierce creatures too and then eventually they realize oh you know if we're all cu- cute and cuddly we'll be fine it'll work out better yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great way to live. compassion and being there cute. you go i like that no because fierce creatures usually are boring because they're just like sitting around like i haven't eaten i'm really starving well they're boring anymore. because they're not fierce in the zoo i always yes. said this why would i want to see a cheetah laying around the whole point of the what's impressive about the cheetah is the cheetah running right yes yeah we, we see... should almost give it like a little track and just yeah <laughs> all right cheetah i know you don't want to keep running on this track but Another thing they could have done in the movie, like, hey, people want to see the cheetah run. How can we get it to run? And they come up with some funny thing, you know? I mean. Wow. We might have to make this. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We'll make fierce creatures too. We'll make it. We'll we'll do it. (laughs) I know it's terrible, but that's what, these are the kinds of movies we want remade. We don't want remakes of, I mean, I still like remakes of, as long as it's somewhat different or updated in some different capacity or different acting team movies that I like. But if it's a movie that didn't work, but you're like, there's potential there. Let's go back to that. Right. Because mo- movies are such a tightrope walk. And even like William Goldman, just mention him again, mentions it constantly to, in his book. Nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody can pretend to know what, what what's going to work. Every successful person has had a bunch of movies that do not work, that they thought were going to work. Mm-hmm. And the difference between sometimes it's scenes, lines of dialogue that completely change things. Right. So. Right. I mean, if we look at those movies that didn't work and really analyze why did they not work, what could we do different? You could make a successful movie. You already have the blueprint of, you've already figured out a, a why it didn't work, right? You can analyze it. You can, oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree completely. No, it's, uh, do you think it was hurt, this movie, from being compared to it? I just think it's bad in general. This is a bad, yeah, this is a bad movie. I definitely think it's hurt. You don't? It's painful to watch because... Yes. If you just saw these people together... We saw it as a double feature, too. That hurts, too. Where yeah. you go, oh, that was so great. Oh, that's... I think so this misguided. movie's hurt more because you know the potential, right? You know the upside. You're like... And I love Fish Called Wanda so much. Like, I want more of that. And we didn't get it. So you, it's... The whole reason to do a sequel is wanting more. Going, oh, I could even... Yeah. Oh, I could love... I'd love to have that every few years. Yeah. Right. I'd love to live in that world longer and be with those people. And instead... Like, I know what I'm missing out on, right? It's it's almost like, you ever go to a pizza spot you like, 
and you get a piece of the slice it's fresh out of the oven and the cheese is melting and it stretches out when you take a bite and then you go another day same spot you order a slice and it's been sitting there for two hours and you can tell and it's dry and lifeless and the cheese isn't melting and the the crust is too crunchy and burnt yeah and, that's what this movie is right it's Your like i know the upside a... i know how good this slice should and could taste and here i'm getting this right yeah you're right so all right so that was that was the spiritual sequel for fish called wanda and fierce creatures uh, i'll leave it at this because i think i think i mentioned previous pie that we're going to be doing this with these movies yeah but that cleese said that he regretted this is one of his biggest regrets oh, yeah, I two to ask you this. regrets two regrets in life one was this movie ever making this and really thinking it was fierce a good creatures. idea so that's about which movie we're talking about two movies <laughs> fish called wanda i think is like it's one of his <laughs> yeah. big, the big he wouldn't well, i don't no, know he's he's monty python guy too though i know i know yeah. i'm not saying that's it for him but it's you don't want to ever take away your big hits um he said that his other regret was, I think, one of his wives marrying them. Well, I think he was with her for a while. What? That oh, was, was one she of his... in the movie? N- no. Oh. I'm saying it's one of his biggest regrets. Not that she's in the movie at all. He had two regrets in life. Things oh, that he would undo. I think if you look up, the his assistant in this movie, Fierce Creatures, and his wife in the first is Are the same actor, Cleese. yeah. She, and isn't she Cle- a Cleese? Oh, I don't know that. Let me check. Double check. I thought I thought I saw in the credits that she was right. It's the same actress. They brought everybody back. Can I ask real quick? What do you think of uh, Carrie Lowell, former Bond girl in the Timothy Dalton, and uh, star of Law and Order for some of the best, probably the best Law and Order years? What do you think of her? She also dated uh, Richard Gere, who we talked about on the last pod. Who was she in it? He was one of the zookeepers. Was she the the brown the brunette? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I liked her. A lot. You like her, right? She was fun. Huh. She was a lot of fun. I could tell Cleese, who directed it, liked her, too. He's <laughs> no, like, he didn't direct it, did he? He just wrote it. Two directors, uh, too. That's always Oh, yes, you're right. Robert Young and Fred Shepsi. Shepsi. Yeah, I liked... She played Cub Felines? 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 <laughs> funny name. Yeah, she was... I liked her. Very nice eyes, tan skin. Always had a funny haircut on Law & Order. It wasn't yeah. that flattering, but... Yeah, yeah, she was interesting. Yeah. Interesting look. I was like, "Whoa!" Those are the prime Law and Order years. She's, uh, yeah. I mean, she outshines. I, I was like, I almost rather the movie with her instead of Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. Which I don't think I would never, no, ever say. Oh, you're so you're thinking of Cynthia Cleese. Yeah, Cynthia Cleese. So what's her relation? She plays the wife in Fish Called Wanda and like his assistant in the second. Oh wow, I guess. I think it's a daughter. I don't know. She's. Oh. Wait, his daughter plays his wife in the movie? I don't know. Or is she... Cynthia Cleese somebody else? Yeah, yeah. She's not that lady. Oh, that's who I saw no, in the credits. Got it. That's not her. Oh, it's somebody else. Okay. Daughter of Cleese. Oh, she's in the picture. Okay. She's actually, but she's actually one of the women with uh, Cub. Oh. Who kisses Cub Linus. Like, oh, thank you so much for. Maybe that's why he looks so like, ah, why are you kidding? <laughs> Get away from me. So you're thinking of, yeah, Mar- Maria Aitken? 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 Aitken. Uh, the oddest spelling of, an, of a last name. I've never seen it before. A-I-T-K-E-N. Aitken, Aitken yeah. Aitken. Oh. So she was, yeah, she was the wife. 
She kind of reminded me of that. There's a lady on Chicago PD who has similar type yes. eyes. I was like, is that her daughter? Yes. I don't very think much so. I don't think that's her daughter. No, 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 no. I don't think it is either. But yes, they do have a very similar, very wide-eyed, and even their noses are similar, I think. Very similar face. So yes, right. that was Peter's sequel. And you'll see we have already released Cotton Club. Encore? Encore, yeah. The Not the regular Cotton Club, yeah. yeah. Francis Ford Coppola, after all these years, re-edited it. I did it as a spiritual sequel for the Godfather franchise. And then we will also be dropping a John Woo spiritual sequel, The Killer and Hard Boiled. So look out for those. Again, this is the Spiritual Sequel Podcast, and we are... The Jansen Brothers. I want to give one quick shout out after oh. as we go. American Cinematique, the Arrow in the Egyptian theaters. That's where we saw the John Woo films. That's where we saw this double feature of Fish Called Wanda and Fierce Creatures. If you're in the LA area, they do a lot of good kind of second run programming. That's not. Is that what you call it? Second run? Sounds like. Remember when we were doing our second world, first world, third world? Oh, yeah. It doesn't sound. It's like. It's not as good as first run. It's still up there. I mean, these movies have had their their run. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> but something about it being like, oh, you're only a second. It's a good thing. Should, we should yeah. have like, I don't know, a more positive brand. It needs new branding. All right. You think about it. We'll, all right. All right. No, no. All we'll right. do that on the next part. I like that. Uh, you think uh, about it. We'll yeah. come back with what we should call these second run movies. You're right. It sounds dumpy. Right. Yeah. It doesn't sound appealing at all. When I tell people, like, oh, I spent a lot of time at the Arrow. It's the second run theater. It's like, Ugh, what are you doing that for? All right. Very cool. Jansen Brothers, signing off. Rambling on. The ramble's over. All right, that's enough. That'll be a wrap. The sequel discussion to be continued. <laughs>